welcome to the Zurich Live podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Temperley, our Head of Investment Development. Together we'll be looking at the investment market performance throughout the last month and discussing Zurich's current fund position. The Zurich Live podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard, and thank you for joining us. We will perhaps begin with a recap of what we saw in 2017. Well, good morning, Ian. Perhaps I look at the overall year first of all. 2017 was a, a stellar year for equities. <clears throat> at the start of the year, we had some lukewarm predictions by many strategists on the back of political concerns, but equities were very strong over the year, supported by good economic growth data, continued strong corporate earnings, low interest rates and subdued inflation. And as well as that, the prospect of, of US corporate tax cuts also helped. And what were some of the key themes that we saw in the market throughout 2017? Another key feature over the year, particularly from a Eurozone investor perspective, was the strength of the Euro currency and the breakout on the upside of the Euro dollar rate from its long-term trading range, which has been 105 to 115. The rate now sits at about 120. And this currency move had the effect of significantly eroding local currency gains in international markets for, for Eurozone investors. Uh, this euro strength during the year of 2017, a rise of about 14% against the US dollar, was due to good eurozone economic data uh, and plans by the ECB to taper quantitative easing. Another feature during the year was the pace of interest rate rises in, in the US because equities you know, don't like interest rates to rise too much. So we did see a, a further rate rise of 0.25% in December of this year, or of December of 2017, I mean. And that's the, the fifth rate rise during the cycle. But we've got to remember that interest rates were at, have been at historically low levels about a year and a half ago, 0%. So despite the fact we've had five interest rate rises, interest rates in America are still at, at pretty low levels. The Federal Reserve are now forecasting three further rate rises in 2018 due to a strengthening labour market and stronger e economic activity. So overall, equities remain reasonably valued on a relative basis compared with other assets like bonds and cash, although they've become more expensive on an absolute basis, on a price-earnings multiple basis. During 2018, we expect to see reasonably good returns from equities, but we expect greater volatility than we saw during 2017. Eurozone government bonds, we believe, continue to offer little long-term value. Okay, so overall we did see solid equity growth throughout 2017. If we look at world equity markets in the short term, what we may have seen over the month of December, what sort of different returns we see in the different geographical areas? Okay, well overall uh, in Eurozone terms, markets rose by just under 1% during December. Again, marginal strength of the euro eroded a little bit of the gains, but we saw some reasonably good returns in December across individual markets. The best actually was the UK market, which has been lagging a little bit during the year. It had a, a solid performance, rose by 4.9% in local currency terms uh, last month. But most other markets, apart from Europe, where there was some profit taking, most other markets gave reasonable returns during, during December. 
When we look at uh, the year as a whole, markets were up 9% in Eurozone terms, but we saw some much stronger gains in local currency terms over the year. The leading markets were Hong Kong, which was up 36%, Japan up almost 20%, and the US up 19.4%. So very strong terms for most markets uh, during 2017. Europe performed very well during the year, but we saw a little bit of profit taking to in the last month or two, and Europe ended up about just over 10% for the year as a whole. We did see benign volatility conditions in 2017, but something we've been discussing in the, in the office quite a lot has been sector dispersion and, and the different changes in equity markets beneath the surface. What did we see throughout 2017 in that, Richard? Okay, well, we saw, as you said, Ian, <coughs> volatility of the overall market has been low, despite the fact it's been a upward movement in markets. Volatility has been low for equities in general, particularly in the US. But with sectors, we've seen a significant divergence between various sectors. For example, technology has been the strongest sector, up almost 37% last year, with companies like Apple and Facebook and so on performing very strongly. Basic materials were also strong, up over 20%. But when we look at some of the, the bond proxy sectors, such as telecoms, the performance was not so strong. So telecoms, as an example, actually fell last year by, by 6%. So this, uh, these divergences in sectors, as we've said many times before, give active fund managers like Zurich uh, a great opportunity to outperform, and that's been the case this year. And moving on to the fixed income sector, you briefly mentioned our, our, our key view or key outlook on, on bonds earlier on, but what did we see, particularly in Eurozone government debt, throughout the month of December? Okay, well actually bonds uh, fell, the prices fell, yields rose slightly in December, so bond prices overall in Europe fell by about 1.2%. For the year as a whole, bonds were pretty flat. So uh, bond markets actually have held up reasonably well during uh, 2017 following sharp declines in the second half of the previous year, 2016. This year, bonds held up primarily because we've had muted Eurozone inflation and we've had ongoing quantitative easing. Of course, that quantitative easing is going to be scaled back this year in 2018. So for, um, <clears throat> for December, German 10-year bond yield rose slightly from 0.37% to 0.43%. When we look at the US, equivalent rates were unchanged in, De in December at 2.41%. So again, bonds in the States have been pretty flat during 2017, again following weakness in the second half of 2016. Yes, that 10-year that uh, US bond has been in one of its narrowest trading ranges in, in, in decades. A lot of that to do is, is probably around the expectation of further US interest rate rises, and the market has been starting to price one in towards the end of the first quarter of 2018. And um, what's the view there? Yeah, well, as I said earlier on, the, the Federal Reserve have indicated that there will be three interest rate rises of 0.25% during 2018. Interestingly, the market does not agree at the moment. The market thinks there might be one or perhaps two interest rate rises during 2018. But either way, we're going to see further rate rises. And this is to be expected given that you know, economic growth is, is strong and unemployment is falling. So we should expect further rate rises in the States. Uh, they are still at reasonably low levels by historical standards. And we've seen some activity from the Bank of England in recent months as well. Yes, last uh, month in November, we saw the first rate rise in a decade by 0.25% up to 0.5%. Uh, 
we've got to remember this is only reversing the emergency action that the Bank of England took following the Brexit vote. And when we look at the markets and what they expect from UK interest rates next year, uh, there's perhaps one more rate rise expected during 2018. And we move towards the performance of commodities and currencies. On an overall basis, what did we see from commodity prices? Yes, Ian, as we've said many times before, commodity prices, generally speaking, tend to rise as economic growth expands. And during 2017, we saw a number of commodity prices rising uh, fairly sharply, albeit in US dollar terms. And of course, the US dollar has been weak against the euro during 2017. But we've seen uh, commodities like copper, gold and oil performing particularly well. In the case of oil, it's been the sort of second half of the year, but these commodities have performed strongly. The overall commodity index rose by 2.5% in December, but it's only up 0.7% uh, for the year. And the reason for this uh, fairly muted overall index return from commodities is that we've seen some significant weakness in, in other commodities like soft commodities. And examples would be you know, sugar, coffee, cocoa, as well as in, in, in grain commodities. So they have held back the overall commodity index. You mentioned there that oil saw a lot of price action throughout 2017 and there, there was some choppy movements in that. Was it a tale of two halves, I suppose, what we saw from the first half of the year in the oil price and what we saw perhaps later on in the year? Yes, absolutely. Actually, up to the end of August, we saw a weakness in the oil price on the back of an increase in shale oil production in the US and some disappointment over the scale of OPEC's production cuts. So that was up to the end of August. Since then, the oil price has rebounded sharply in each month on the back of, of much stronger demand. So September up 9%, October 6%, November almost 5%, and in December another 5%. So oil prices rising very sharply in the last four months, and overall the oil price is up for the year. A couple of other commodities I might mention, gold price rose nearly 3% in December to $1,309 per troy ounce, and the gold price overall for the year is up nearly 14%. Copper was up by almost 9% in December, and up over 30% for the year as a whole. So as I say, strong commodities, on a, a number, strong commodity prices in a number of areas, copper, gold, and oil, but the overall index held back by some of the, the soft commodities. And we, again, uh, I've said already, we, we've got to remember that most commodities are quoted in US dollars, and from a Eurozone perspective, the returns haven't been as good because the, the dollar has been weak against the euro. We've gone through then the, the equity, fixed income, and then commodity and currency positionings. Um, how has that fed into Zurich's overall outlook on the markets and the positioning across some of our multi-asset funds? Okay, well, we've been pretty consistent during 2017. We've had a strong position in, in equities. We've been at the upper end of the ranges, equity ranges for most of the year in our multi-asset portfolios. You know, given the stronger economic outlook and, and, and strong corporate earnings, and the, the relative value argument as well. So we've maintained a strong equity position during the year, which has benefited our multi-asset um, portfolios, our multi-asset funds. As regards geographic positions, we have been overweight in, in a number of areas such as Asia, Ireland, and for most of the year in, in Europe. Now, towards the end, in, during December, towards the end of the year, we've taken down the European position slightly and reinvested that money into the US market. So overall, as I say, we're now overweight Asia and Ireland, slightly overweight Europe, UK's underweight, 
and the US has recently been moved from underweight back to only slightly, slightly underweight. As regards our sector positions, again, they were broadly maintained during the month of December. The funds have a positive bias towards industrials and healthcare and a negative bias towards you know, some of the bond proxy areas like real estate and telecoms. The strongest sector was technology. We have had a, a strong position in technology for most of the year, but just towards the end of the year, we've taken some profits and reduced the technology sector back to a, to a neutral position. As regards bonds, we are at the bottom end of ranges. And as regards how, how, many, how much bonds we have in our portfolios, and as regards the remaining, those remaining bonds in the portfolio, the duration of those bonds is at a low level. Well, that brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thanks, Richard, for that in-depth analysis. And thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on the latest investment news, please visit ZurichLife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.